Welcome to You Don't Know Mojack. My name is Ryan. My name is Brent. And this episode, we're discussing SST-124, the blast 7-inch single, School's Out. We've made it through four weeks of Zoog's Rift, and we've come out, we've emerged out of the rift into some blast, Brant. And uh, it's been a while since we've had some blast. Interested to get your thoughts on this release. Do you have any spiels for the people before we get blasting? Yeah, I do have a few, actually. A few new releases that I'm sure everybody who listens to this podcast is already aware of, but just in case they're not, that Danzig Sings Elvis finally came out. Yeah. he's stream- It's streaming it for free, I think, right? Yeah. It's an interesting recording. The like the backing track is very sparse. It's mostly him and Tommy Victor on guitar and just a little bit of drums here and there. It kind of really highlights his voice, which sounds great on this recording. It's not something I'm going to listen to a ton, but I enjoyed it. There is a new Alice Bag album. It's called Sister Dynamite. It's been released digitally. The physical version's coming in early May via In the Red Records. And the bass player is David Jones from Magnolia Thunderpussy. Hey, there you go. That's an obscure SST-related reference. Nice. And it's good, too. And then my favorite of the new releases that I'm aware of is the new X, Alphabet Land, that they kind of just surprised everybody by putting up on Bandcamp. I think because the physical release on Fat Possum is delayed because of the whole COVID thing. Oh. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it, but it's all up on their Bandcamp, and it is totally awesome. Yeah, I have not. I've I've ordered a physical, and I'm going to wait yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how long I'm waiting though. <laughs> it's re- it's really great, man. There's even an updated version of the song "Cyrano de Berger's Back," which made me think of our Flesh Eaters' Greatest Hits "Destroyed by Fire" episode, where we talk about that track. Yeah, that that came out as a single too, the B side to a single uh, Delta Eighty Eight or something like that, yeah. not too long ago. That's, as a, that song's on there too. Yeah, like a teaser for the record, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's high up on my list, and I'll probably listen to it on a, a digital one in advance. I'm pretty sure I will. Um, I won't be able to hold out for however long it takes for things to get the, you know, back to normal or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's their first studio album in, I don't know how long. I think it's thirty, isn't it? Thirty years. Well, I don't know if it's if that's just with this lineup. With the Billy Sue oh, lineup, I'm not, I'm not too sure, but it's good. At any yeah. rate, okay, Ryan, I have a a podcast shout out for you. Okay, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're supposed to say it in an Eastern Canadian accent. Did I not? No, not real, not enough. Okay. Anyways, it's a podcast shout out. There we go. Nice. Okay, it's called the One Life One Chance podcast. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, the host is this dude, Toby Morse, who was the vocalist in that band H2O. Okay, yep, I've and, heard of that band. Yeah, and the most recent episode features Doug Carrion from Descendants. Oh, nice. And relevant to your interests, Ryan, Dag Nasty. And yes. I, you're a huge Dag Nasty fan, and 
the interview with Doug is like a Dag Nasty fan's dream come true. Oh, nice. So, okay, I'm in. Yeah, you should check that out. He's also had Dave Smalley on. HR actually has been a guest. Oh, no way. Kevin Seconds, and then tons of musicians involved with like the New York hardcore scene. Okay, I'll have to check that out. That yeah. sounds good. One life, one chance. And then, Ryan, I have a new installment of The Comp. The Comp. So. <laughs> oh, man. And it's relevant to this episode, which is why I selected this comp. I'm sure I've mentioned this before. In fact, I know I have. The compilation is called Welcome to Our Nightmare. It's a two-CD oh, comp yeah. on Triple X Records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tribute to Alice Cooper, assembled by the one and only Screaming Lord Duff, who worked at Triple X Records. It's got some really obscure choices as far as covers go, which is always cool. Some of the bands on there are Of Cabbages and Kings. Yes. Rubber City Rebels. Lydia yes. Lydia Lunch with Roland S. Howard. And huh. if anybody hasn't heard their record together, Shotgun Wedding, it's really great. Uh, Bulimia Banquets on there, Flaming Lips, Shadow Project, which was Roz Williams of Christian Death's band after that band broke up. Sloppy Seconds do a great version of a later era Alice Cooper song called Serious. The Dogs Demore are on there. Or sorry, sorry, Tyla of the Dogs Demore. The Vandals do the Alice Cooper song Poison, and it's really good. The Hangmen, one of my faves favorite bands do only women bleed and then john truby and the ugly janitors of america do a deep cut off of the easy action album called refrigerator heaven nice people should go back and listen to the truby interview yeah and then my favorite <laughs> on there is the the bug lamp track that's bruce duff and keith morris's band right short-lived band bug lamp and they do the ballad of dwight fry and that got me thinking about some of my other favorite Alice Cooper cover songs. Here's my quick list. Of Melvin's course, better be on there. Yeah, that's my favorite version of the Ballad of Dwight Fry, other than the Alice version that they do off Lysol. And they've all, they've done a few other ones too. Return of the Spider, they did on one of those hostile ambient takeover singles. And they also did the cool Alice Cooper song Halo of Flies with Jello Biafra on the Sig Howdy record of course megadeth did no more mr dice guy on the shocker soundtrack anthrax did i'm 18 on fistful of metal mojo nixon and skid roper do be my lover on their album frenzy here's a sonic youth connection hallowed be thy name on love doll superstar remember that that's an alice right. cooper cover and it got me thinking speaking of john truby he mentions that was it Herb Cohen or Herb Cohen's nephew? Herb Cohen, of course, co-owned Straight Records with Frank Zappa that put out, and they put out the first two, uh, maybe three Alice Cooper records on Straight. It was either Herb Cohen or his nephew, I can't remember the story John tells, about suing Greg Ginn for like mechanical royalties for Alice Cooper covers on SST Records. So maybe that one was involved in it. The Hallowed, oh, yeah. Hallowed Be Thy Name cover on the Love Doll Superstar soundtrack. Uh, 
Sonic Youth also does a really cool version of the Alice Cooper song, Is It My Body, on the sub-pop Alice Cooper Tribute 7-inch, which came out in 1991, which also has These Immortal Souls on it, another SST connection, because we're going to be getting to their record in about 40 episodes, speaking of Roland S. Howard. They do Looney Tune on there, which is great. Gumball does Under My Wheels on that 7-inch, and then the Laughing Hyenas do a great version of Public Animal Number 9. There are a number of Alice Cooper tribute albums. Uh, there's one with a bunch of metal dudes on it. This was a thing around the year 2000 in there where, where like old metal dudes would do these tribute albums. Uh, and this one has Dio, Dave Mustaine, Bruce Dickinson, Dee Snyder, Phil Lewis from L.A. Guns does a really good version of Billion Dollar Babies. And the highlight on that one is Duff McKagan and Matt Sorum with Bob Kulik and Steve Jones of the Sex Pistols doing Elected. That is basically the lineup for the great band Neurotic Outsiders, minus Bob oh, Kulik, yeah. of course. Right, right. So there you go. There's some of my picks. There's probably tons that I'm forgetting or that I'm not aware of, but there's my Alice Cooper cover song list. Nice. Good tie-in. Yeah, thanks. Those are my spiels. What do you have, Ryan? I have got, well, to start anyways, I guess they're both recommends for you. One's a book, though, and I don't think we've mentioned it before. Um, I was look. I just discovered it myself, and I'm like, I wonder if we've talked about this before, and I don't think so. I uh, noticed or came across a book called Thirsty and Miserable, a critical analysis of the music of Black Flag. Have you ever heard of that one? No, never. It's by this guy named Tim Murr or Tim Muir. It It's not long. It's only like 50, 50 or 60 pages long, and you can order it for like eight bucks on Amazon. So mine's coming in the mail. And uh, it's a recommend for you because I bet you um, you would enjoy it even not having read it because I know you read anything Black Flag. But here's the other thing, though, that it might be even more of a recommend for you. So this author, Tim, I started looking into him and like, what does this guy write about? It seems like he writes kind of about uh, punk rock horror, but there is this anthology of punk horror stories called kids of the black hole a a punk exploitation anthology and listen to the description here and i thought of you so this is what kids of the black hole a punk exploitation anthology the book this is the description it says there was something special about channel surfing and coming across class of 1984 or Repo Man on cable. How many times ha have you rented Suburbia and Returning to the Living Dead? Do you have The Green Room and The Ranger on Blu-ray? For some of us, punk exploitation holds a special place in our hearts, especially for those of us who came from the sticks or small towns where there was no punk scene and our only connection was the music and the movies. And so this is, uh, that's kind of the, the lead in to this kids of the black hole anthology of these like small town horror punk stories. And it goes on to say, 
It's on this uh, publisher, Saint Rooster Books, is proud to present five tales inspired by punk exploitation. Urchins by Chris Halleck, Black Thunder by Sarah Minor, I, I Love Living in the City by Paul Lubachewski, and Skate or Die by Jeremy Lowe, and What We Do a Secret by Tim Murr, the same guy that did this Black Flag book. Mm. Um, it says, the stories run the gamut from B-movie sci-fi to weird to funny to splatter to straight horror. All are written from a place of love for punk rock and the movies it inspired. So I thought of you when I read that. That sounds very cool. I'm going to check that out for sure. And then the other one that I wanted to recommend, uh, you might not remember because I think the last time I would have recommended this band was maybe on our 2018 top 10 or maybe it was 2018 honorary mentions. But this band called Heads has got a new record out called Push. And it's it's slow, low, shoegazy heaviness that I really, really dig. And uh, I feel like I'm a bit of a recommend role with you lately. I want you to check out this new record by Heads called Push. I think you'd like it, and uh, I'm really digging it. Okay. Will do. So some uh, light reading during some heavy listening for yes. you. all right well school is definitely out in my house uh should we get into this release yeah let's do it history lesson part one so last time we were with blast it was about um what 18 episodes ago i think hey sst 106 it's in my blood yeah this single was recorded during those sessions February 1987 at Mars Studio in Aptos, California, produced and engineered by Ken Kraft. So same lineup, obviously, as that session. Dave Cooper on bass, who we interview in that episode, episode 106, if anyone hasn't heard it yet. Bill Torgerson on drums, Mike Neider on guitar, and Clifford Dinsmore on vocals. Yeah, I was thinking back to that episode too. That's where we finally arrived at the the conclusion the the ultimate conclusion to the age-old question does it matter if blast is heavily influenced by black flag and the answer is no yeah who gives a shit i think is what you said (laughs) (laughs) yeah um this is as far as i can tell our first seven inch single since 051 makes no sense at all husker do and it's been a long yeah sst considering you know singles were very popular in the 80s did not do a ton of seven inch singles they did a lot of 12 inch eps many of them like thirsty and miserable comes to mind we just did were tracks recorded at the same time as a full-length album and i don't think sst really liked just leaving unused tracks laying around they paid for that studio time and like to just put it all out. So that's that's where this stuff comes from. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I, I was remarking to that myself when I was listening to it. And I was like, man, it's been a long time. And you mentioned Husker Du. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of this single, to be honest. Like, it doesn't blow me away. But it was nice to have a single for a while. It doesn't come close to that Husker Du single for me, though. 
Check this out though, Ryan. Here's an interesting thing I found in this SST catalog. Here's some Spaceman for you. It says, the first release on SST by Blast is one of the heaviest singles we have ever put out. Pure power charges through these three cuts of maximum rock abandon. Join Bill, Cliff, Mike, and Dave as they power out the Coop's classic, The Slave and Your Eyes. So, that's cool. It's the first release on SST by Blast. So this, it sounds like this came out prior to It's In My Blood. Yeah, but same sessions, right? And the CD version has these tracks on it. Yes, and it was also uh, reissued, kind of, with the Southern Lord version in 2015. It came out right. with, with the red vinyl pressing of that release. It came, a clear wax version of this single came out, minus the the original song, Your Eyes. Just Schools Out and the Slave were on that single. Maybe this was one of those... They, it was hearkening back to those early releases where this was like the teaser single for the album. It just, you know, the catalog number is out of order. Yeah, maybe. As you mentioned, all three tracks came out on the CD version of this album, which came out in 1990. It's a very short single. I probably could have gone without being released, maybe. It's not, it's not essential or anything for me. Yeah, the only other thing that I found, and I, I can't recall whether we mentioned it on the last episode, um, because we were talking so much about people shitting on Blast for being influenced by Black Flag. I found actually a, a spiel that uh, was quite complimentary of them, and in particular, Mar uh, Mike Nider's guitar playing. This is actually from the Trouser Press, Ira Robbins. I don't think we mentioned this in the first uh the last time we did Blast, do you remember us uh, spieling about this? I don't think so. Yeah, it said, um, formed in 82 as M.A.D., this Santa Cruz quartet was obviously touched by the message of Black Flag's mid-period work. The rumble on the bottom, the elliptical scrambling of Mike Nider's guitar, and the bellicose roar of Clifford Dinsmore's vocals all bring post-damaged flag to mind. Considering the lame thrash that many of their skate punk peers were purveying at the time, Blast should be saluted for taking a far less generic stance. Yeah, well, so, I agree with that. Yeah, I thought um, giving Blast some props here was it was in order. Let's uh, skip over to the tracks, Ryan. Okay. History Lesson Part 2. I got a question for you right off the bat. This version of School's Out, it has organ on it, right? Does it? Doesn't this track have organ on it? I don't know. I didn't notice it, but... I thought I was hearing organ, but no one is credited. Hmm. I'll have to listen to it again. Oh, man. I might be hearing things again. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I only listened to it a couple times. It really came off as a throwaway for me. It's not my favorite cover version I've ever heard, that's for sure. No, the version of Schools Out is like, blah. The B-side's way better for me. Yeah. Way better. Yeah, the original is called Your Eyes, written by Clifford Dinsmore and Mike Nider. It's only a minute 40 seconds. It's a bit of a flag-style dirge. Yeah. And even some of the lyrics reminds me remind me of Black Flag. Like, Your Sullen Eyes is... Rat's eyes. Rat's eyes is what yeah. I think of every time I hear that. Me too. Yeah. 
can't help it. And then the other track is a Germs cover, The Slave, written by Darby Crash and Pat Smear, which came out on their 1979 Slash album, G.I. A much better choice for Blast than School's Out, in my opinion. But it's only a minute Agreed. long, so... Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's that's the tracks. Um, the album cover... Well, not the album cover. This, the cover of the single, the photo, is uh, by Jason Freeland. It's this uh, kind of pink, washed-out shot of the four of them in front of a big pile of rocks. Kind of boulders, kind of, I guess, hey? I was trying to make out what are their shirts, and the best I can make out is the guy on the right, when you're looking at it, it has the words, the train, but I can't figure out what that would be in reference to. They're all definitely wearing skate shoes, though, which I thought was cool. Yeah, and it says blast written in, like, the sand or the dirt down at the bottom there. Did you notice that? I did not. Good catch. Good catch. Eagle Eyes Brant, as yeah. always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah produced by ken Kraft and blast as as you mentioned uh recorded february 1987 backing vocals and screams by blast <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing they put that down yeah but not who played the organ if someone played organ on it uh the thank you list chuck and greg rich i'm assuming that's rich ford steve perhaps steve stevenson who was their original guitar player? Yeah, maybe. Probably. And he left prior to the recording of their first album. Uh, Dave Rat from Rat Sound. And then they thank the Germs, Alice Cooper, and all the girls at SST. Funny they didn't use the Naomi Peterson shot, though. Probably just whoever had a, uh, a Polaroid with him on the day or whatever. <laughs> Boom. I'm pretty sure Jason Freeland took the photos on their... On it's in my blood too oh yeah and those wicked liner notes too maybe even the same session same photo shoot and we should also mention too like when you speak of blast photos you always got to think of that one where it's uh is it rod roskop like getting some serious air over top of them oh is yeah. that who it is yeah it is yeah. yeah yeah and is that a uh is that a friedman shot glennie friedman i don't think so Oh, but it's it's just so, it's classic. Yeah, it is, yeah. Let's, Every time that pops up on my feed or whatever, it's just like, I have to stare at it for a second and just analyze every corner of the shot. <laughs> I guess that's it, Ryan, a quick episode this week. I couldn't really find much else about this single. No, I couldn't either. Uh, any of my books or whatever don't even single it out other than to say it's on the full length like as extra tracks on the cd yeah that's it yeah you know i think there's really gonna be like the more and more we get through except for the big sst bands i think we're gonna have our work cut out for us to find tidbits on these little releases here and there yeah maybe well let's uh zip over to the ballot result then ballot result all right let me guess not schools out I would go with your eyes. Yeah? Yeah. I'll go I would go with either one. They both you know, I'd almost be tempted to like count them as one song almost, but yeah. I'll go with your eyes. Cool. What's next week, Ryan? Next week, Brant, it's time for some Sasquatch rock. Yes. It's SST 125. 
our next Lawndale full-length called Sasquatch Rock. Yeah, and we've got a special guest. Dave Childs is going to be on the show, Ryan. Nice. Get ready for some tomfoolery. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, all at Mojack Pod. We post all kinds of info and tons of pictures of the bands and albums we discuss on the show. Our blog is mojackpod.com. Please check it out for some exclusive content. If you like what we do and want to support the podcast, the best way to do that is to tell your friends about the show. Subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes is also appreciated. We love hearing your opinions, corrections, and feedback, so feel free to post on our social media sites and send us an email to mojackpod at gmail.com. Thanks again for all the support, and we hope to see you next week.